Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. We went a little bit over, but it's okay because it's the Holy Spirit. And we want to make room for him. Let's pray. God, I thank you, Father, for the journey you're taking us on. God, it's a journey in you. So many things that you're doing, God. um, Learning us to live with a shout of praise in our mouths. God, because that shout of praise destroys the work of the enemy. The devil is afraid of our praise and afraid of our shout. So God, I thank you, Father, for what you're doing with the shout in this house. And God, I thank you, Father, for everyone that's here today. God, I pray that you would let us all hear something from you that's on time that will help us to live a successful life in you. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, I, I grew up doing a lot of sports, playing a lot of sports, and I absolutely loved it. But what I did not like was sitting on the bench. I did not like riding the bench. I loved playing sports. I loved starting. I loved staying in the game. I did not want to come out of the game. Can I get an amen? All right. So I loved the game, but I hated being on the bench. Um, I really believe that God wants to... At the beginning of this year, he spoke a word of activation, that our word for the year is activation, and he wants to activate us. And he doesn't want any of us to sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the fence. And so I pray that this, this message today really speaks to you. And if you find that in your life that you're sitting on the sidelines, you feel like you're on the bench, or you feel like you're on the fence, that this word activates you and causes you to walk in your true purpose in God. Today I want to talk about the Easter story. The Easter story is the greatest story ever told. It's that moment in history that left things forever changed. I want to read Luke's account in Luke 24, 1. If you'll go there with me. And it says, But early... Very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. And I just got this visual of these these ladies, these disciples that were at the tomb. Very early in the morning, they had prepared for something. Uh, Mary and Joanna and a handful of ladies, they're at the tomb. The Messiah had died. And their dreams and hopes had been dramatically shattered because they didn't understand that Jesus was going to rise again. So I think this is important for us to understand because Mary and Joanna and Mary, the mother of Jesus, they're sitting here, they're broken, they're in their trauma, sitting here or standing here or both walking around at the tomb. They just saw their hero humiliated, beaten, and executed. So they're traumatized. They're defeated. They're disappointed. Why is this important to point out for us in our spiritual walk? 
Because we can get to that place in our spiritual walk where we have a relationship with God, but we're in a season, we're in a moment of our life that we feel defeated. It's not that we don't love the Lord, it's just that we feel defeated. We're at that place, we're at the tomb, and things are broken, and we don't know how to fix them. Our hope has been shattered. I pray that this this message speaks to you today. Because sometimes we find ourselves at the tomb. And this sense of defeat, or this sense of acceptance, I'm just going to have to accept the hand I've been dealt. I love the Lord, but I'm at the tomb. I love the Lord, but mentally I'm at the tomb. I've been disappointed, and I just don't hope the same way that I used to. And I try to think about Mary and Joanna and the other disciples at this point where they were. Because the tomb mindset is a defeated mindset. It's not an overcoming mindset. It's not a more than conqueror mindset. It's not an undefeated mindset. It is a defeated mindset. Man, we had a good run. Wasn't those some great miracles that he did? Didn't we hope for more? But here we are at the tomb. Defeated. Lost. Hope. Now maybe you've been there. Maybe you've been in a season like that. Maybe this is speaking to you, reaching out to you to encourage you that there's something more than the tomb. And I'll be honest, it, 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 it is a reality. It's pretty bleak. But it's not about what you see with your natural eyes. It's about what you can see by the Spirit. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not what you see in the natural. In the natural, these ladies were seeing the tomb. And the problem was, that was all they were seeing. At that point, they weren't seeing by the Spirit. They were only seeing the tomb. They were only seeing broken dreams. They were only seeing a lack of hope. They were only seeing traumatization. Life will traumatize you. And if you don't watch it, it'll get on you and you'll find yourself at the tomb. Luke 24, 2 through 6. These ladies, these disciples were at the tomb and then they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in. But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. And the women were terrified. They'd already been traumatized. Now they're terrified. The enemy wants you to be terrified. He'll even use what God is trying to do to bless you. Try to turn it around and manipulate it to make it seem like something terrifying. So they're terrified and they bow their faces to the ground. Then the men ask this key question. Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He's risen from the dead. If that is not the greatest news that has happened in the history of mankind. 
He is risen. He's not dead. But I want you to grab a hold of this line right here. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? That's something. If you can grab a hold of that, why are you looking for the living among the dead? You see, until we get outside of our tomb mentality, we are not going to see the purposes, the, the miracles of God, the promises of God come to life. Why? Because that which is living does not hang out with the dead. You're not going to find the promises of God hanging out at the tomb. The tomb mentality will not allow you to see the promises, the purpose of God, the miracles of God. Why are you looking? So God has to shake us sometimes. God sends these these beautiful disciples a messenger, a message. And sometimes that messenger is an angel. It could be a person. It could be a sermon. It could be something that God gives you an impression in your spirit. He sends you a message to shake you. What I have for you is alive, and you're not going to find it in the trash. You're not going to find it at the tomb. You're not going to find it with a defeated mindset. You have to open your eyes. I know this is going to be words of hope for many today. Because I know sometimes we give up and we're at that place of the tomb and we feel defeated. But God, is he loves us so much, he's sending us a message to say, what I have for you is not in the defeated mindset. So he sends a message. You're not going to find the things of God in the mentality of defeat. So, my goodness, I can only imagine what it would be like for these ladies that went from trauma to visitation. From trauma to visitation. So they run back to the other disciples that are shut up in fear, shut up in defeat. They're hiding in the safe house. The disciples' safe house. So Mary and Joanna run back. This is what it says in Luke 24, 9. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell the 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and and several other women who had told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So, Guys, sometimes we can be thick-headed. I'm just going to come straight out and say, sometimes, guys, we can be slow. Can be slow. My wife likes to brag to me that she heard from the Lord that we were getting married two years before I did. So it's in the Bible, guys. Sometimes women just get it quicker. They bust into the safe house. But verse 11 says, but the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So they didn't believe it. Listen, without faith, it cannot be perceived what God is doing. Without faith, it cannot be perceived what God is doing. They saw angels, guys. Not like, hey, I think God might have said this. Two angels, they come running back and 
the men think it's nonsense. They can't believe. A defeated mindset cannot perceive the victory. A defeated mindset cannot believe. And sometimes it takes a lot to shake us out of the defeated mindset. To a defeated mindset, faith sounds like nonsense. Have you ever tried to share the things with, of God with somebody and it, they acted like what you were saying was nonsense? I've been there. Have you ever been the person that somebody shared something with you of faith and because you were at a bad place, it sounded like nonsense to you? I've been there too. To a defeated mind, faith sounds like nonsense. Did the other disciples love the Lord? Yes. Were they in a place of defeated mindset? Yes. Sometimes it requires more shaking. Some people require more shaking. Some circumstances require more shaking. But it's okay because the Bible says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And so it takes another message. The defeated mindset can be a difficult thing to shake loose of. God can send people and tell you you're undefeated. God can send people and tell you you're more than a conqueror. But sometimes you've been hanging out at the tomb so long, it's difficult to get the defeated mindset off of you. So God has to send another word of faith, another messenger. God has to speak to you again. So I want to challenge you today. I want to provoke you today. Maybe you're a disciple of Jesus. You're a believer of Jesus. But you're taking on a mindset of defeat. You've been camping out around the tomb. Maybe you've been there for a little while. Maybe you've been there for a while. Maybe you've been disappointed. Maybe you've been traumatized. Maybe your expectations was to win big. And your experience was everything but that. I can tell you that God wants to shake you out. God wants to shake you out of a defeated mindset. I said God wants to shake you out of a defeated mindset because God has called you to be more than a conqueror. God has called you to be undefeated. God has said that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God has called you the healed of the Lord. God has called you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. He's said that everything that you touch will be blessed if you'll just follow his commands. God wants to take you from death to life, from glory to glory and victory to victory. And so Luke 24, 11, these women are pouring their heart out, right? But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However... There's something that happens here between verse 11 and verse 12. It's a however. Can somebody say however? however. So the message sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. Okay? They didn't believe it. They didn't have faith. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linens, wrappings, and... When he went in, when he went home again, wondering, then he went home again, wondering what happened. I can only imagine what it was like for Mary and Joanna after going from trauma 
to a visitation, now coming into a dead room. Have you ever gone into a room and the faith was just flat? There was no faith. It was like the air was sucked out of the room. You're trying to say, hey, man, God could do some great things. And everybody's like looking at you like you're speaking a different language. The lady disciples come in and they start talking about they're they're talking about this miraculous thing that God has done. And the men are looking at them in disbelief like they're talking nonsense. But then something happens. There's this however moment. And Peter jumps up and runs. I want to tell you, something inside Peter must have said, you know what? I have to take the little spark of hope that I have, and I need to stir that hope up. I need to begin to stir up whatever I got. The Bible says, whatever you do with find in your hands, do with all your might. And so he said, okay, these ladies have walked in, and, and maybe I have just a glimmer of hope, but if I can just run, if I can just stir this up, and I want to challenge you today, it is your season to run. It is your season to stir up the little bit of hope that you have, because God wants to do something with that hope. God wants to stir you up in this season to know there is greater things to know there is miracles to know there is an area that God wants to heal you in he takes the little glimmer of hope and he begins to run I want to tell you some of you need to just start running just whatever you got just run with that whatever you got whatever little hope whatever little faith that you have run with it And this is why Peter needed to run with a little bit of hope that he had. He didn't have faith. Not yet. He had hope. A glimmer. But when he began to run and began to exercise that hope, it began to grow. It began to grow. It began to grow. And and, and this is the thing. We must exercise hope to produce faith. He did not have faith, but he began to exercise his hope. Well, maybe, maybe God could be doing something. Let me just check the tomb out. Let me see for myself. Maybe I'm hopeful that God could be possibly doing something. Maybe I missed something in the last parting words that Jesus gave us. Maybe God is doing it. And he took that hope, that maybe, and he began to run with it. Peter starts running because something deep inside him knew he needed to convert that hope to a full-blown faith. This this hope needed to graduate. Can I tell you that hope is in the process of graduating to a greater level of faith? It can't just be hope alone. It has to graduate to the place of full-blown faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is a great foundation, but if you only lay the foundation, you're not going to have the miracle. You're not going to see the purposes of God. Hope alone says God could do it one day. God might do it one day. That's hope. Faith is God will do it. God will absolutely do it. God is in the now. God wants to do it today. I hope you grab a hold of this today. 
Because in your spiritual walk, in your life, you, you need to begin to run. Hope can bring us through difficult times. But you got to graduate from hope to full-blown faith. So Peter runs, Peter runs, and do whatever you got to do to stir up your faith. He stoops in, he looks in, he goes in, he looks around, but he's still wondering. He's still just trying to stir up his faith, stir up his hope. So he looks all over. His hope is growing, but he's not all the way there yet. He returns back to the room with the other disciples. Then two guys burst in. It's the two guys that were on the road to Emmaus. They come back and say, we saw Jesus. We talked with Jesus. We walked with Jesus. He's alive. God wants to shake you today. Maybe it takes one message. Maybe it takes two messages. Maybe it takes three messages. God wants to shake you. And all of a sudden, even as these two guys that just got back from Emmaus say, we've seen Jesus, he teleports in the room. Jesus teleports into the room. He's there. But here is the thing about the defeated mindset. Sometimes it will not let you see what God is doing. This is why it's so important to let God shake you and to shake yourself so that you can get the defeated mindset off, so that you can see the full purposes and plans of God for your life. Even with Jesus in the room, some of the guys were still in disbelief. And Thomas had to even, he said, I I, I can't even believe until I touch where they pierced your hands. What God has for you is so important. He has sent message after message after message because you're that important to him that he wants to shake you out of that defeated mindset and bring you from the place of the tomb to the place of victory. There was a place of agreement when all of the disciples were together And Jesus commissioned them and Jesus ascended back to the right hand of God the Father. God wants to leave you in a position of power. Not in a position of defeat, but in a position of power. Will you bow your heads with me today? God, I thank you for each and every person that's here today. God, this is a special moment. It's a, a sacred moment. God, I, we all recognize that 2,000 years ago what you did. And maybe you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. I need to recommit or I need to give my life for the first time. But I, I know I need to get on track with Jesus today. 
If that's you, just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you today. There is something powerful. Amen. 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 That's God. That's God. He's moving. He's moving in this place. He's moving on our hearts. Amen. If you slipped up your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me today. And everybody, you can agree with us. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross and rising again. Thank you for dying for my sins. I'm sorry for the times I missed it, for the times I fell short. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, I need you. Give me your strength. Give me your power. Give me your free gift of salvation. I want to shake off any mentality of defeat and embrace a mentality of victory. Jesus, teach me how to do that. Teach me how to walk with you. Teach me how to live for you. In Jesus' name. Everybody said. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.